This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. It's a tie, and we have reached Friday, end of the week. A nice summer week in July. Al has enjoyed the week off. Greg Giannotti will join me momentarily as we kick off the warm-up show. Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock here on The Fan. And yes, finally, we had opening day in baseball. And really, did you expect any less? I'll tell you what. You know, here's the thing about last night. Because they got the game in. They played five and a third innings. And... On one hand, I sit there and say, very 2020. On another hand, I say, you know what? They got the game in at least because those storms that, you know, if you're just getting up, and I don't know if the thunder woke you up like it did me two or three times. We've had power flickering on and off all night. God knows if we'll get through this morning with the Internet because it's just been nuts with the thunder and the lightning. Um, The fact that those storms rolled through Washington and the reports that we had yesterday, if you remember when G and I did the warm-up show yesterday, he was even looking at the hourly forecast saying, come on, you got to be kidding me. This would be so for this year if the game got postponed. Well, it didn't. They were able to get started. The air was heavy. The air was thick. But in the end, a win is a win is a win. One of 60 for the Yankees, who, as Boomer predicted, would go 59-1. and That is intact beautifully. He still has the A.G has connected what is up sir how are you what's happening i guess it was a little bit of a uh, different issue as we had steve summers on the same exact line going all the way till uh, five o'clock but all good and uh, yeah we had uh, some baseball last night i heard you talking about it it's some nasty thunderstorms that we also ended up getting throughout the night that kept me up the uh, the entire night so on one hand i said oh this is good i can go to sleep this game has been postponed but then i was up the entire night with the dog barking at yeah. the thunder how are you doing I'm doing great. Um, yeah, same as you. I actually I hung around waiting for the game to come back, and I watched the first inning of the Dodgers and Giants. Uh, I saw the pregame festivities there. Um, you know, it is. It's weird. It's different. But at the end of the day, once the first pitch is thrown, it really does feel like you're watching a game, and so it was good. And, yeah, at that point, it was like, you know what? It's it's 10-20. It's time to go to sleep. And then, boy, the thunder woke me up, I would say, three times. It was violent uh, last night, and we – as I said just before you came on, I think we lost power three times, and Did I you? lost power again at 5.15, so I Oof. just hope to get through this. Um, but, you know, like I said to start, the fact is they got the game in, and, you know, in what's been just a brutal year, at least this is what you saw. You saw Giancarlo Stanton hit a home run. You saw Aaron Judge poke the base hit. You saw Garrett Cole give you five innings. I think in a nutshell, you saw what the Yankees are going to be, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you didn't see is them implement the bullpen that's not going to have Aroldis Chapman around against a very good team in the Washington Nationals, so you don't know exactly how the game would have gone. But yeah, I mean, perfect for the five full innings that they ended up playing. And Stanton, this is going to be an interesting one because A-Rod brought this up last night, and A-Rod was bad last night. There's no two ways about it, and it's very weird knowing that he's trying to buy the Mets and he's still calling games. And he was even asked about 
the Mets specifically, not buying them, but just the team, and that felt weird uh, during the rain delay, but uh, we could talk about that later. But he did bring up one thing that that I had thought about going into the game, especially after the, the Stanton home run, was you know, will no fans actually be a great thing for John Carlos Stanton? Yeah. Now, you would think after the last couple of years that he had, even though his first year as a Yankee wasn't terrible, but he still went through stretches where he was pretty bad. And then last year, obviously, was a mess, but he wasn't around. And I was thinking, does that really have an effect on him? Because, I mean, it's not like this guy never played around fans. Obviously, with the Marlins, there weren't a lot of fans. Different, and that first, Yeah, that first year, though, I mean, what was he, 38 and 100 in that first year? As a Yankee, he was just bad in the postseason. And then last year, he barely played. He wasn't even around. He was hurt the entire time. So it's an interesting thought, and because there's so much pressure on him, I think you have to think about it. But it's not like he came to the Yankees, was healthy, and was terrible. I mean, he basically had that one really bad postseason series, a decent regular season where he even carried the Yankees offensively for a little bit when Judge was out, and then a year last year where he, he barely played. He was, You know, here's the thing. I think if anyone would understand it um, better than anyone, it would be A-Rod because A-Rod went through it here. I'll never forget, and I don't remember what year it is, but I remember the one year I think the Yankees were playing an interest, um, interleague game against the Braves, and he was having one of those just horrific stretches where he was getting booed. He was chewing the gum like a mule. Like, I mean, it was just ridiculous. Like You thought he was going to hurt his teeth because you could see just the angst on his face. And I remember he broke out with a monster game-winning home run. And I'll never forget on the post-game show where he said it was like taking a monkey off his back. Like it was just brutal, the weight that was on his shoulders. So if anyone would understand it, it would be him. And I thought the same thing. And the thing, you know, it's funny about Stanton. If I go back to the year you're talking about, and to me, you know, him playing in Miami, I mean, whatever. I mean, that does right. not – that it almost doesn't count. It really doesn't, especially when you hear players around baseball talking about playing with no fans. They all seem to reference two places, Tampa and Miami. So sure. I don't think there's any pressure at all playing down there. And, you know, even the 38 and 100 you're talking about, I remember that year. And I remember thinking it was one of those seasons where at the end of the day the numbers were good. And, yes, he carried them for a certain point in the year, but there were also stretches of just nothingness. And I remember saying, whether it was Boomer or whoever we were, you know, we were with, I remember saying, Boate, you really don't get the feel of a player till you watch him every day. And so to me, I think that did have an effect, and I do think it will have a really positive effect on what he does over the course of sixty games. You know, I was watching the game at my son last night and he goes, You watch, Stanton's gonna hit more home runs than anyone. It'll be the first DH MVP because he's just going to go on a tear this year. And and I, I think it couldn't have been more than five minutes later A-Rod was talking about the fact that this might be really good for him playing without fans. So, listen, the Yankees are a juggernaut. I think we all know it. They're going to be really good. Last night was the start of it. Now, the the news about Juan Soto, too. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I was it, it, Right, it does stink, and it really did affect uh, Davey Martinez a ton. You could tell in his comments, and he's, like, concerned about it. So I, when I first heard it, of course, because we've been going through many months of this, I was thinking the game's in jeopardy. This game is going to be in jeopardy. That's the first thing that I thought. I mean, he tested positive two days ago. Uh, we know the nature of this thing where if you're exposed to somebody, it takes, what, up to five days, maybe more to show symptoms or, or test positive. Now the Nationals have been around this guy who's tested positive and are going to play another team. You know, I thought that the the game was in jeopardy, and then I was thrilled to hear that it was not. Now, of course, there's still a chance that 
Uh, this could end up bad, still a chance, but they say did contact tracing, tested everybody, everybody was comfortable going forward. So, you know, this does stink. He's a young star. You don't want to hear that right before the game. But I also think if you look at it objectively, this could be a great example of how sports can continue even when you get positive tests like this with a star player right before a game. And then you can go on where maybe he didn't infect anybody else. And then that doesn't go on to the team that is playing the team that had the positive player. So, so I'm just really, really hoping nothing comes out of this because best case scenario is no one else is positive. Worst case scenario is half the national team, is, Nationals team is positive and they pass it on to half the Yankees, which would be a complete disaster. And it doesn't seem like that's the case, but I, we're going to get a real good look on how this whole thing is going to work and continue. And Soto tested I'm, – I'm trying to think of the timeline of this. So he te- didn't he test positive a couple of weeks ago? I thought it was two he- days ago. Yeah, I thought it, yeah, I thought so, but I thought he was cleared, came back and then tested positive again. But whatever. And the nonetheless, you're right. When you first heard the news, you started to wonder, "Oh my god, are they even going to play?" Happy that they got through it. Now you really you do. You hold your breath for the next week that you know, no no one else got infected and we can kind of move through, but it's interesting with the Nationals, you look at them. I mean, boy, no Rendon. He's mm-hmm. gone. Zimmerman stays home. Soto not there. It's not exactly the team that won the World Series. That said, how about you know, we were doing over-unders yesterday. How about the over-unders on strikeouts for last night for Cole and Scherzer were both seven and a half, hmm. and Scherzer in five and a third innings gives you, what, 11, 10, 11, something like that? Yeah, I, I mean, mean he it's is. a weird game. Right. Well, I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, that's his M.O., right? And he's, nobody has struck out more guys than Max Scherzer uh, since he really became that elite-level pitcher back around 2012. They even had the stat up there last night. But, yeah, seeing Garrett Cole, too, you could tell he was amped up. I mean, one of those... The, the telltale signs of a great pitcher who throws hard that's amped up is the ball sails like a fastball up and yep. sails away from him uh, either you know to the outside or the inside uh, of a right-handed batter whoever's up and that's what was going on in his first couple of pitches then he settled in of course he gave up a, a home run but still I mean he was he was great he was in control I mean this is exactly what you expected as you mentioned the Yankees to be but it was it was really cool to see Garrett Cole after all of this because yep. prior to coronavirus I mean he was the talk of the town I mean that's what we were I mean that humongous contract the Yankees needing to get him how that was going to change the attitude it really is a shame that you don't have a full season but I mean we can say it's a shame for just about everything that's going on right now you know it's a shame for college seniors high school seniors shame for business owners it's a shame for this it's a shame for that uh, so the Yankees will live um, but uh, you'll see uh, as the season goes on I mean this is a lot of talent for a long season it's a lot of talent for a short season and they need to perform because, I mean, they, they are so stacked, like anything short of a World Series appearance. Uh, people are going, and, and as Eddie will always say, a World Series win uh, will feel like a failure. And now you got this new playoff format that they end up saying is a go last night. Now, normally, I would hate the idea of 1-8 best of three in that series, and really the only advantage that you have is you play three games in your park, but there's no fans, right? Like I always thought the biggest problem I always had with the baseball postseason was it never felt like to me that the team who ha- was the best over the longest regular season got enough for it. That always bothered me. Like the You can't have the, the best team in a 162-game season only get home field advantage in a best of five. That always bothered me. But I'm thinking now in the 60-game season, 
It's a best of three. You're talking about one eight in each league. I, I still have to apply that same logic to it where I wish that that team got more. But at the same time, it's a 60-game season. So it's not like it's the long haul of 162 and then basically you've got no advantage whatsoever when you head into the in, into the postseason. It should be crazy uh, this postseason and it should be a lot of fun and more markets are going to be involved, which should help baseball. Oh, well, you got more than half the teams now that'll be playing. It's sixteen yep. of thirty, so that is for darn sure. And uh, the best of three, all in the home stadium. Just a couple of others from last night, quickly. Doctor Fauci, yeah. um, you know, whatever. I, it's funny watching people on social media lose their mind over this. Who cares? The guy's eighty years old. Whatever, he get out there. And I think our buddy Al was one that was getting uh, crazy. Well, Not a big deal to me. I mean, the guy went out there. He threw the ball sideways. So who was the guy that did it at City Field that did it on purpose with his album coming out? Who was that? 50 Cent? That, yeah. 50 Cent that, was terrible. Yeah. That wasn't this. This was he just couldn't throw the ball. Yeah, it was like Baba Booey. It was like Gary Delabate's uh, first pitch at City Field, which was horrendous. And he actually really tried because he's a big baseball fan, big Mets fan, and he wanted that moment, and he completely choked. Yeah, I don't know if Al was going crazy. I mean – the thing you gotta he was Al, fighting with people he he was fighting with people but the way he he does he i could tell he was enjoying fighting with people well he's he an antagonizer like, right he wasn't actually angry i know the difference when he's angry just by the tone of his tweets and i i could just tell so what he was doing was he was basically just messing with people last night because they all freaked out he made a joke he posted the video he said we're supposed to take advice from this guy and it was funny because the pitch was so terrible, right? I mean, it's just a joke. So then people are flipping out. He's 80 years old. He's not an athlete, blah, 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 and taking it way too seriously. So, like, then he would, it was funny. Like, someone would go nuts and be like, he's not a baseball player, Al. He's 80 years old. He, you know, he, in the field of his expertise, he's one of the top in the world. And then he would just, Al would just write simply, agree to disagree, you know, like, and just mess with these people. Right. And I, and I just think he was just having fun with it. And, and like, it's funny. Like, this, people got to just relax with stuff that's just, you think? just take it, take it for what it is funny. Like, I, I even showed my wife the, the video last night. And she's going, oh, I feel so bad for right. him. Right, like, oh, so stop. much better than if he throws a perfect strike. Like, like, who cares? I mean, it's it's funny. It was hilarious to me. It was it was that bad. He was probably like, there's no way Dr. Fauci, who's in the midst of his worst nightmare as an infectious disease expert, is going to care that he threw the ball into the ground 15 feet away from the catcher. He doesn't care. He's probably nope. laughing with a bunch of people about it. I just wonder why they didn't put him closer. Like, hey, yeah. you, you got an 80-year-old out there. Does he really need to be 60 feet away? <laughs> Help him out a little bit. I mean, my God. But yeah. that was funny. And then the other one, too, um, and then we'll take a break. I, I'm really surprised. I understand not traveling the older, you know, if you're an announcer and you're, you know, a certain age. I, I get that, keeping them home and doing the games uh, from wherever, whether Charlie Steiner is going to do it at home for the Dodgers or whether John and Susan will do it from Yankee Stadium. I was absolutely stunned that they didn't travel the national broadcast to two people to do the game from the stadium from the standpoint of this we're asking players to go out there and play and get tested and you know blah 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 you know if every if we can go work in a supermarket you go play baseball i would think there are so many safety measures it's almost like you know 
this might be the safest time to go to a ballpark and do your job because you've got to think that everything is going to be so clean. You'll be in your own booth away from everybody else. And you want to tell me they don't want to do it. That's different. I, I don't know what their feeling was. But I was really surprised that you didn't have um, – I can't – I'm thinking of forgetting his name with um, – with a Matt, Vas- Matt with Vaskersian. Vaskersian. that they weren't there in Washington. I well, don't know. I, do you think? Do you think that a Rod not wanting to be there was a part of it? Because he said in an interview not that long ago that he'd be nervous if he were a player right now. Yeah, but he then Rabich and Eduardo Perez didn't do the Dodger game either. Yeah, uh, may, uh, maybe they. I think those yeah, decisions were made above them. Like, like I, I have a Rutgers season coming up. I hope. Mm-hmm. I I hope I can still, even if I have to travel separately, I would still like to go to the arena and do the games, even if there's no fans. To me, it's the safest time to do it. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just think you lose something by not being there. Again, it's not. It's of not course the worst you do. Thing in the world and right, you no, can do it, but it's different. Yeah. No, of course you lose something. I mean, I just think that you know wh- whether it's our company or another company or anybody, uh, they are going to have to run risk versus reward you know so like for baseball to happen the reward is is greater in their eyes once they figured out a deal than the risk because they don't think that there's going to be a situation where maybe somebody gets so sick that they end up passing away and they want to get baseball out there because it's a gazillion dollars and tv executives they think i mean what really are we going to lose here if we have these guys in a studio that we can control as opposed to, you know, the baseball stadium, right or wrong. And they're thinking, I, I don't want to put our guys at risk. We, and, you know, Buster only ended up going. He was right. one guy that, that did go. So right. that was a little bit confusing to me. But, I mean, I think that's what they do. They just they sort of weigh things in, in, in that manner. And sometimes there's there's overreactions Agreed. when people can stay safe and they just figure why take any, even if the risk is 1%. Why take any of the risk so we're not beating ourselves up you know, a couple months down the road saying we should have done it another way? Well, because I can make the case that staying home, you're still running to the supermarket and the store, and you're going to get you're right. gas and groceries, and you're the right. risk to but, me is the same. But here's, but here's the difference. If you go to the grocery store, it's not on ESPN. If ESPN tells you you got to go to the ballpark, it's on them. Well, and no, that, no, no, that, no. That's I said why. you have to make the decision. And like I said, if the decision is given to me this winter – I will go because I I think it's important to the job. I think you just do the job better. Uh, sure. But I get it. I look, I get it. I understand it. I just I was just a little surprised. Um, but so be it. We're off and running, and that's a good thing. And you know what? Baseball's back, and now the Metsies, uh play today for all you Met fans, and you can enjoy that. We'll take a first break of the hour. A lot to do because <laughs> yesterday might have been one of the busiest day in sports and weird sports too. We've got a couple of boxing matches coming up that we'll get to uh, in a few minutes as well. It's Boomer and Geo at 6. It's the warm-up show with me and Greg. Al is out. Uh, hang on. We'll be right back on the fan. Al and Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. 527 on a Friday morning. G is about four and a half hours away from vacation and stuffing his car with all sorts of food and air conditioning mm. units and all good things like that. Uh, one other thing real quick from last night. I feel like I got ripped off. So I did the... Um, my BetMGM uh, double play of the day was I went instead of taking like, you know, like the Yankees and the Dodgers or the Yankees. I decided to do something a little goofy, so I took Judge and Stanton to both homer in the same game uh, yesterday. Yeah, and I get a I get a five inning game, a five and a third inning game. That sucks, man. Yeah, I, I had at least one more Judge at bat to go. 
And he was locked in. I mean, his two yes. hits last night off of Scherzer, I mean, he was just owning him. And in the second one was similar to the first as he rips it into left field, and Scherzer just shook his head like, Jesus, this guy is all over me. Uh, and, yeah, he had a real shot, uh, oh. in my opinion, last night. And that that's so exciting when you get that, that first leg of it. Yes, early. And, in, and in, the, in the bag, and you're like, all right, let's go. We got the rest of the game uh, for this guy who hits a lot of home runs to hit a home run. Yeah, that, that, that's a tough one. I mean, oh. you know. You, there's more of those than there are the good ones, though. I know. Uh, that's that's the problem. Trust me, I'm aware. I just thought it was fun, especially when you get the one homer from Stanton. I was actually worried about Stanton more than I was Judge. Yeah. And I get that one early. I'm like, all right, here we go. You never know. And then you get a five-inning game. So not fair, but so so be it. What are you going to do? Um, there's a lot going on here uh, yesterday between the Redskins now, the Washington football team, that that is weird, isn't it? And they're just gonna you're gonna have the numbers on the helmets that they're not gonna have a nickname for the entire season. So, is that do we know that for a fact yet? Because I'm confused by this. So it seemed like it was going to be temporary until they get a name. But I felt like at any point they could get a name if, let's say, the season starts later or whatever, or maybe they find a name in a month, but they needed to get rid of Redskins immediately, and it can't be on their letterheads or anything else. So I thought like the Washington football team was going to be temporary, and there was still a shot they could be something like the Warriors starting this season. But you're telling me, no, the 2020 season well, is the Washington football team. I read a couple of different things. One is what you said, that at any moment that that could change. And then I read one article that talked about um, – the whole trademark situation and you know lawsuits take time and going through the courts because i guess the i guess this guy trademarked so many different names yeah that it's going to be and it's not like they won't win it and it'll be some sort of a legal battle because i would think they're going to haggle over money for the name um there's a very good potential that that's what they could be like this could take a while and so get ready for them to be the washington football team for the entire season and by the way if there is even a season because between the virus and now them haggling over money and revenue losses and certain protocols i'm not even sure they're even gonna make training camp tuesday um but that said yeah, it's possible. That's that's what they could be going by for the entire season. It's a possibility for sure. It's just oh. it's just odd. That's all. So there, did you know that Dan Snyder he had the Washington Warriors trademark, and once like it was like back all the way back in two thousand and seven, he had the Washington Warriors trademark and had it for years and years and years. And then like as recently as last year, you're kidding me. <laughs> I'm not. He let it expire. Yeah. Wow. He probably so, figured he won the. He probably figured he won the battle, the naming battle. Oh my god. And goodness. he blew it. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's really. It's yeah. I mean, look, Dan Snyder loses his Red Marks trademark registrations. I was just making sure that I, I had uh, that story correct. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just that. I mean, that's about as Dan Snyder as Dan Snyder gets. Uh, to have all that, and then this guy come in, this trademark pirate, yeah, and and, and take it all. I, I did see something on him that was like you could have, I don't know what it was. You could have it for free. I thought the headline said this guy, but there must have been some other caveat to that because you don't do what that guy did and then give away the trademark no. for free. You do that so you can make a some cash on. It. I mean, it seems like a real skivats way to earn a living, but at the well, same it, time, you know, if you can do it, do it. Parking those those domain names back in the day with the internet. Uh, no, it's it it's not. I mean, it's 
you, you really have to be sharp. You got to be on top of it. And it, it almost feels like it almost feels a little dirty, but hey, it works. And, you know, some people call that guy a jerk. Other people call him a genius. But I don't know. It looks like he's going to get paid. You have to have good foresight is what you have to have. Yeah, that because is, that if is you true. don't, you're late to the party. It's got. Do you ever see like you know back in the day the, those get rich quick schemes where they would tell you you could do this and this and be like this guy and you'll make all this money and then you know you, you look into it and you realize well this guy made all the money because he was the first one to do it and now there's you know hundreds of thousands of people trying to do what he did. It don't work for hundreds of thousands of people. It's kind of like the whole trademark thing. You know, if you want to start trademarking, what are you going to start with? Well, the, the, the Redskin, that was a pretty good one because we kind of knew at some point. I really think we knew at some point it was the name was going to change. And the Indians, by the way, the players yeah. had meetings with ownership this past week. So right. that name could go. I mean, I'm not sure if it will or it won't, but I think that's a possibility going forward too. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I saw that there were you know members of the organization that were meeting with uh, Native American people that would give them an idea of whether or not you know, they felt the need to to change it. I mean, it's it's definitely different in my opinion, but it's my opinion doesn't count as much as, you know, the indigenous Native American people. Uh, but it there is a difference to me, Redskins and Indians, you know, same thing with Braves. Uh, the Redskins was a no brainer. We'll see what happens uh, with the Indians name. And, you know, the I feel like we've talked so much about what the Redskins could be or what the Washington football team could be. Um, I don't know what the Indians would end up being like. That's that. That's an interesting one. Yeah, uh, if they ended up changing changing that name, but we'll keep an eye on it. We certainly will, no question about it. And then I I feel like the hockey team they blew it oh, in yeah. Seattle. Now I'm not saying cra- the Kraken isn't cool. It is, but for our purposes, the Sockeyes right. is where it should have been. Uh, it would have been unbelievable because I mean every update during hockey season we'd have to we would follow the Sockeyes. I was rooting for it like hell because it would be like our own personal adopted hockey team. You know, even though you know Boomer's such a, we would have talked more hockey. I mean, the the person who should be really angry about this is Boomer because I think that if we had the Seattle Sockeyes, we'd a end up talking Sockeye semen. We would talk so much more about hockey because we'd love the Sockeyes, but they are the crack and people and they love the logo, they love the name. Uh, judging by the Twitter reaction, which is always dangerous, but it seemed like many people uh, did enjoy uh, what Seattle ended up with, even though it wasn't the Sockeyes. You know what's so funny, terrible, or whatever you want to, whatever word you want to use for that drop, is that that was a legit commercial that I was reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I ran. I mean, I read it. I never even blinked. Didn't even know I said that. And I don't even think Boomer or Craig heard me say it. I think it was Eddie that picked up on it. And I would say I read it, and then I got into you know the the part of the update where I was about to play sound. When they stopped me, yeah. and they said, "You might want to try that read again." And I'm looking at them like, "What are you talking about?" And then I, right. and when I see Eddie laughing, you know he's got something. <laughs> like yesterday, he was jiggling. Fair enough. He wasn't right. so much jiggling as much as the grin on his face was ear to ear, as oh, if yeah. like, "Oh, you idiot! I can't wait to play A this." Wild last for sockeye semen. <laughs> it's also the inflection that makes it so great too, because like well, but, you, you're you're given a commercial read. I mean, you're I was, trying to get it out there, and it's it's commercial read voice, and then that's what you got. You ever oh. do something on the air where it's it, it turns out to be funny, but you re- you really are embarrassed by it when you first hear it? Oh, sure. I that mean, was it. That yeah. was the moment because I felt bad for the sponsor number one, and number two, I felt bad for my stupidity that yeah. that actually came out of my mouth. And so fluently, like I had no idea I even said it. 
And I don't even know. That's going back a long time now. But, man, that one yeah. will live on forever. So, yeah, anyway. I mean, there's been a couple of times I just let curse words just slip out and I haven't even thought about it. I think I did it once on, on this show um, for sure. And I remember I did it in Pittsburgh once. I said the F word just, like, in a conversation. I was like, what the hell on am I the doing? On the air. Oh, yeah. Like, I just I, – I said – I remember the phrase, too. Like, someone asked me about – Something, I don't know, I was changing apartments. They said, oh, how's that going? I said, oh, I got a terrible bleeping development on that story. And just like, just said it. And then I was like, what am I doing? Wow. Like, sometimes it just happens. And then, of course, I had to slip up. Uh, I, I don't know if you were around or you were off. I, Eddie was definitely off where I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to say raccoon hunter. And uh, yeah. I was that I was I was the day I was out. <laughs> but see, that's different, though, than just slipping up in all my years doing this. I'm very proud to say I've never once cursed on the air. Yeah. You come close, of course, sometimes, but it's never happened. What you're just talking about with raccoon hunter. Right. That's different. I mean, there are certain <laughs> words that flow improperly. John Minko's Hockey Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one. That's not done because of a bad mouth. That's done. That's a slip of the tongue. Right. I don't know. That that just it is happened. different. Of course, it's different. I mean, there was no ill intent there, but I mean, that's a bad word to come out of your mouth on the air. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was something else. I mean, I I, I told Fleegman, I was like, did you dump that? Did you dump it? I don't think that he ended up dumping it actually <laughs> because he was on the phone. Um, but he goes, what did you say? And I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> whoops. Yeah. All right, 537 on the fan. We take you till six o'clock. Boomer then joins G. It's a Friday in New York City. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Alan Jerry now offering contact free delivery. All right, 543 as we're working our way towards six o'clock. G will be joined by Boomer then Al out hey. today on hey, vacation. Jerry, yes. W- one thing before I forget on the Seattle name. Yeah. So I was looking up some of the other options and things once they released it, and I found this this Reddit thread of people who were, like, suggesting names and logos. And somebody came up with this logo and name that I can't stop laughing about since I saw it. They wanted the team to be called the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. (laughs) (laughs) And the logo... It's tremendous. It's this pigeon with like a little rain hat and coat on that just looks really angry. So uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to tweet that. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll tweet it out when that's I, when tremendous. I that's rain, actually the very rain funny. City bitch pigeon. <laughs> very hockey like too, you know. Oh like just yeah, a without tough, a gruff sport. That is pretty funny. Yeah. Speaking of tough, so I'm sitting here last night. I told you I was watching the game with my son, and we were talking about Mike Tyson who's going to fight Roy Jones Jr. in this eight-round exhibition on September 12th. And I said, it's amazing to me that I was probably, I want to say, 10 or 11 years old when Mike Tyson hit the scene and was like the next big thing and became an overnight sensation and the best fighter that I've ever seen. In my lifetime, I mean, I didn't see Ali. I didn't see I didn't see Foreman for real. I mean, I saw him at the end, obviously, when he was 50 years old. But um, and you're sitting here now in the year 2020, and you legit can watch Mike Tyson. I know it's an exhibition, but like he's 54 and he's going to fight. And I love his reasoning because I can. Number one. Yeah. And, you know, inspired by what Jerry Rice did at the end of his career. Like, Mike Tyson's going to fight. And we were kind of into all those videos that he was posting. Are you buying or selling this? Because this is going to be pay-per-view. Would you be into this? Yeah, I would. Just because it's fascinating to me that he looks the way he does and moves the way he does at at this age. And also, I mean, he's Mike Tyson. And I, 
I remember him fighting, and I remember the Holyfield fights, and I, of course, that's what really got me interested in boxing. But you know, his early years were something that I was a little too young to fully appreciate. Right. So the fact that I get to see him fight, even at this age, I think is a marvel, and it's something that I would be into. But I'm also a boxing fan, so uh, I don't think... I mean, of course it's a spectacle, of course it's a money grab, of course it's all that stuff, but it's Mike Tyson. There's only like one Mike Tyson that comes along uh, in a lifetime. So watching some of his old fights, I remember talking early March, April, whatever it was, when we first started doing all this stuff from home, and there was no live sports on, and there wasn't a thing that I was getting into, because like all these old games that were being played... I couldn't get into it. I just, it wasn't my thing. And the one thing that I sat there and watched hours of is when ESPN Classic put up on ESPN a bunch of old Tyson fights. Yeah. And I just sat there and watched them for hours, and it was it was just absolutely captivating. So, yeah, I'm into it. And with all those old fights, too, and this to me just goes to show how far we've come with sports and TV and broadcast rights and money, I caught up. On some of not caught up, but I watched some of those fights on ESPN as well. Not necessarily Tyson, but uh, and I forget who they were. But watching like these fights from ballrooms in Atlantic City, not arenas, but like makeshift boxing rings where they had just like banquet chairs surrounding the ring, and I'm thinking like this was a big deal. And then you think about in the 80s that you know the NBA where they were put on tape delay all the games. I don't mean the late 80s. I mean the late 70s, early 80s. And you think about what these games have become now. I mean, it's really it's outstanding. And the money that is involved compared to, I guess, what it was. And we always talk about Boomer. He'd be a $35 million a year quarterback right now. He made a lot for the times, but not like this. I mean, these numbers are ridiculous across the board. You know, it's just, I don't know. I, you watch that old stuff, all the old footage, and you really see how far we've come. And I think what's even crazier is we're just scratching the surface. Like, it's going to get even... You know, with with all these different online outlets and networks, I mean, the money just flows. Which brings you to, and I know you and Boom are going to do a lot on it today, this whole NFL thing makes you want to punch yourself in the face. That we've gone through all these months being told, here we go, we're going to play, everything's good, and now we're fighting about money like baseball? Yeah, I, I can't, I, I cannot figure out why this process wasn't started earlier. Was it because they were too cocky that things were going to be fine? Maybe. Uh, was it because the NFL thought they would do a, a sneak attack maybe when it came to some pay cuts and stuff and got it so close to training camp that they thought, hey, we'll just present them with this deal or it's either this or no money? I, I don't know what it is, but, yeah, it's frustrating. And you know the ins and outs of it, and we talk a lot about the ins and outs of it because it is important, the details, but I think people who listen to our show and people who are football fans – are so fatigued by these conversations that they can't take it anymore. I think baseball beat it out of them, quite frankly. I know it came close to beating it out of me uh, as far as you know, caring about how much money these guys are going to make during these weird coronavirus seasons. So this is, this is bad. And I, I don't know about you when it comes to like rankings of sports, but as the years have gone by, especially in the last five years or so, I mean, football stands alone in my mind as my favorite sport. I love all the other sports, love baseball, happy that it's back. But football is just a different realm for me. 
and it's really become evident in the in the last couple of years. And I I've been having a, a tough time digest. Like Evan tweeted out last night, he was getting misty eyed when baseball was starting <laughs> to be played. Like he was actually sitting there tearing up. We joked around around about being emotional when baseball came back. Like the football not being around, NFL football not being around on a Sunday. Uh, for me, is is a hard reality that I'm not ready to accept. I don't disagree with you, but as it being my favorite sport as well, but I will say, not having the baseball night in and night out and having that void on the Sunday or the Saturday evening, the Sunday afternoon, whatever, I don't want to say, I don't get emotional about it. I mean, whatever, it, it is what it is. You got very used to it, actually. <laughs> but that was... I think if football wasn't there, as much of a void and it would kill me and it would be really disappointing, I think like anything, after the first couple of Sundays, you're going yeah. to get used to it and you're going to sit there and you're going to be you know, excited for the day it comes back. But I, I think it's like you know, like the whole world stopped. Well, if football stops yeah. for a few months, we'll deal with it and we'll know well, it'll be back at some point. Here's what's different about it is the fact that when everything stopped, Everything stopped. There was no hockey. There was no basketball. Baseball had to stop. It was postponed. Now, by the time that football season rolls around, you'll have baseball back, hockey back, basketball back in some way, shape, or form, and then football's not being played. That's what's going to be different about it because it'll be extra frustrating that everybody else was able to figure out uh, NFL had all this time to do so, and they didn't. Well, I'll continue to say if football was smart, I think you'd delay it a month or so, but we will see. We do have to take a break. Uh, one final break when we come back. One more boxing. To, I have to ask G about this other boxing match, which looks stupid, but I'll ask him about that. And then uh, Boomer joins him at 6 here on The Fan. Right now, however, we have a Radio.com Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. couple more minutes till we get you to Boomer and Geo Al off today. I just want to thank you, G, for doing this all week. I know that uh, you did not have to do it, so we do appreciate that. couple more minutes before we get to the top, and then uh, obviously we got cut off. Yankees win last night in five and a third innings in Washington. Take the opener, play again tomorrow night. Mets and Braves today at City Field. Jacob DeGrom on the mound. We don't have a lot of time left. I could go J.R. Smith or Nate Robinson. I, I, I'm going to ask you about Nate Robinson because who's this clown he's fighting? who is this guy some youtube star and why are we doing this yeah so this is is this another one of those DAZN fights um that they have so so jake paul and his brother is logan paul uh these guys are youtube stars and i actually saw one of them down in miami when we were uh, doing the Super Bowl broadcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, all right. You told me about this guy. So, okay. So I saw Jake Paul fight another YouTube guy, and he just he destroyed him. So I so DAZN, I, I'm assuming this is on DAZN because he would probably, it's matchroom boxing, I think, and DAZN put this on last time, so I'm assuming it's the same thing, but I'll have to, I'll have to check. Um, but they, they kind of... The way they look at it is boxing needs to appeal to a larger, younger audience. Uh, if these guys that have a huge social media following want to fight, you know, we'll make it a part of the card to get more people into the sport. Uh, that's it. the way that they look at it. So there are some boxing purists that hate it. I'm someone that wants to see boxing more popular because I love talking about it. I love watching it. So if this works, then great. Um, but I understand like the old school boxing fan doesn't want to see stuff like that. I didn't realize this was the same guy we talked about previously. I thought this was someone else. All right, God, that's cleared up. And then secondly, J.R. Smith, I got to tell you, I watched some of this last night too. 
The dude hasn't played in two years. He went out there. Now, I know it's the end of the game, but he buries a three. He had a great move to the basket. I'm looking at this guy saying, I don't know. He's a, he's, a, he's become a character as we know it, but the guy can still play. And I'm telling you, these guys are playing defense, man. They're energized. They're excited to be out there, and I don't mind the product. I like the way it looks on TV. Yeah, it does look good on TV. That defense Keep thing will stop. Keep it here all day to talk about last night's Yankees season opener against the Washington Nationals.